They don't buy products, they buy solutions or status or joy or confidence. So remember that there's a human on the other side of that email. Clean up your list now uh, as you still have your open data. That's that's one thing. And the second thing is really to start thinking more on like Terraform uh, model, recency, frequency, and then monetary value model about, about your customers and basically segment your customers. So you're going to acquire a lot of great customers, a lot of new customers. That's awesome. But your goal really needs to be to nurture and kind of educate these folks in the aftermath. So that way, in Q1 and onward in 2022, you can kind of convert these people time and time again. Today's episode is a special one. It's an expert panel from the Commerce Excel conference on email and SMS readiness for BFCM and quarter four. It's a great episode you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hey, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in direct-to-consumer e-commerce selling. Now, if you work in marketing at an e-commerce business or a founder, I'm simply going to help you sell more directly to your customers. Each week on this podcast, I interview an expert, a founder at a direct-to-consumer e-commerce business or representative from a best-in-class e-commerce SaaS product and their remit you know, prior to you listening to this episode or any episode is, can you help, you know, listeners of this, you know, um, podcast improve e-commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately sales. If they say yes, then, um, yeah, we, we we bring them on. And, and, and their remit is to help you sell more sustainably. Now, on today's episode, um, I'm... It's a special one because this is the first of five epi- of eight episodes. Actually, you'll be listening to over the next eight days, the first eight days of November, in preparation to BFCM or Black Friday Cyber Monday. Um, so, if you recall, back in September, we ran the Commerce Excel Black Friday Cyber Monday Q4 Prep Edition. It was our very first virtual conference. It was um, on the. 15th and 16th of, of September. Um, it was, it was, um, there was a premium ticket. You could only serve, um, taking the content live. And if you wanted to get those recordings, you had to pay. Um, I think it was about a hundred and I think $199 or so. Um, the prices never went down. It was one ninety nine, and that was it. Now, um, given the fact that, you know, Black Friday is just around the corner, we're, we're, we're very, we're about 21 days away from Black Friday or thereabouts or, or Cyber Week. I've just decided to, to give it all, to, to give it or give you guys um, all of the juice, you know, essentially in the, especially with, with regards to the expert panel. So if you head over to our YouTube channel, for instance, right now, you're going to see all keynote sessions um, for day one and day two. But what we're going to do on the podcast is we're going to just showcase the expert panels because the expert panels 
interestingly, were hosted by, um, not by me, but by other podcasters and thought leaders in the e-commerce space, in the direct-to-consumer e-commerce space. And they were interviewing like, you know, heavy, pretty heavyweight um, individuals or pretty heavyweight experts in specific subjects. So today's one is email and SMS readiness. Um, over the coming days, you're going to listen to the Q4 strategy roundtable. I think we have about two of them. There's an audience building roundtable. There's a creatives and creators roundtable. There's a found another founders roundtable, as I said earlier. There's a performance marketing, you know, roundtable. There's a zero and first party, zero first data, um, you know, roundtable. And finally, um, there is a marketing leaders, you know, roundtable. So, so these panels, essentially, these expert panels would be dropped every single day for the next eight days, essentially. And you're going to get a lot of information off the back of this. So this one you're about to listen to was hosted by Will Lawrenson, who is, um, you know, a customer experience optimization consultant and also the host of, um, um, of, of, a, of a podcast. It's been on our podcast, you know, in, in the past. And um, so, so, so Will will be, in this expert panel, he'll be joined by Chase Diamond, Ritus Loris. So Chase Diamond is from Partners, Structured Partners. Um, you, you know, he is, you know, uh, the, he is the email expert in the DTC um, space at, at the minute. And, um, you know, Ritus Loris is founder CEO of um, OmniSend. Um, Jessica Tortilla Costa, you must know her because she was on the podcast a, a while ago. She's, um, she's, she's the CEO and founder of e-commerce badassery and also runs a podcast. So this heavyweight interview, more or less an interview really, is a discussion panel, which we recorded, you know, um, you know, back in September is now, you know, live to you guys to listen to. So drum roll. Um, what I think, just enjoy the conversation about 20 minutes long. And um, yeah, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. So just, you're going to, I'm going to tune you into our sponsors and then right after our sponsorship, you know, break, get right in. Enjoy. And best of luck this Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Cheers. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get going faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubbies. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Cloudways has become the hosting platform of choice for thousands of e-commerce merchants, SMBs, and agencies around the globe. Why? Well, there's a high-performing custom stack, top-notch security, the choice between five cloud solution providers, ease of scalability, affordable pricing plans, and so much more. Cloudways also offers support for all PHP-based applications like Magento, WooCommerce, WordPress, Laravel, and others. Experience an unbeatable managed cloud hosting experience with Cloudways today. For $20 free hosting credit, use the coupon code BOOSTMAG. That's B-O-O-S-T-M-A-G. That's BOOSTMAG. Moving dreams forward, Cloudways. Hello there, it's Kunle Campbell. Hope you enjoyed the the last session um, around raising capital for e-commerce with Samer. Um, there were like excellent points um, he, he raised on there. Now we're going to swiftly move to the next session, which is an expert panel. One I've been awaiting, anticipating since yesterday. Actually, it's the email and SMS readiness for Q4 expert panel, um, and it is going to be hosted by Will Laurenton from Customers Who Click. Um, a bit about the session before I hand over to, to, to Will. The session will explore how and why Q4 is different from other periods of the year and how to approach email and SMS marketing. We'll be talking about how 
best-in-class e-commerce businesses use email, prepare, and then eventually execute an email over not just the Black Friday Cyber Monday, but your entire Q4. I'd like to now hand things over, or hand the mantle over to Will Laurentin. Will? Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, hello, everybody. Thanks for dialing into email and SMS readiness for Q4. Absolute pleasure having you all here. Uh, like Colin said, my name is Will Lawrenson. Uh, I'm a customer experience consultant. I uh, work with D2C brands on conversion rates, uh, post-purchase experience, email marketing, things like that. I uh, also host the customer who's, Customers Who Click podcast. A um, little housekeeping first. So the meeting's being recorded, so uh, please ensure you're on uh, mute. Uh, please use the ask question feature on the right if you've got any questions about any of the topics. And please engage uh, with uh, the hashtag commerce Excel at 2x e-commerce on Twitter and 2x e-commerce on LinkedIn. Uh, quick shout out to the sponsors. So we've got uh, Juni, the financial companion that tracks returns on your entire business in one place. You can measure all your all your ROI at Juni.co. Uh, and we've got Amarsis, the omnichannel uh, customer engagement platform uh, used by over 1,500 businesses worldwide. Uh, you can do more at emarsis.com. Uh, really grateful for their support as the event platinum partners. Um, so today's session, so did you know that uh, just 2% of all emails sent accounts for about 30% of conversion? So have you ever wondered why you know, and how Q4 is such a big deal? Uh, are you wondering if you should start your sales earlier this year? And how do you prepare for Black Friday, Cyber Monday in light of iOS 15? Well, our speakers are going to answer these questions and more as they share how they're approaching email and SMS marketing this Q4. Uh, as a bonus, you'll also get to understand a bit about how the correlation between how, uh, emails without open rates uh, and SMS. So to introduce our panelists, uh, first up, we've got Chase Diamond. So Chase is a partner at Structured, one of the top e-commerce marketing agencies where he runs the email team. Uh, it's been uh, since uh, June 2018, they've been helping clients send over a billion emails, resulting in over $75 million in email attributable revenue. Um, a few of their clients include uh, Orgain, The Chive, uh, Original Grain, and Crossnet. We've got uh, Ritis Loris. Ritis, the founder and CEO of Omnisend, an e-commerce tailored e email and SMS uh, marketing automation platform uh, built to help nimble teams drive more revenue without increasing their workload. More than 70,000 e-commerce brands use Omnisend to grow their business on autopilot, converting customers with quick to build highly relevant emails and texts. Mm -hmm. And finally, we've got Jessica Tortillo-Costa. Jessica's an e-commerce and email marketing strategist for boutique owners and product-based businesses. Uh, she supports scrappy female entrepreneurs with actionable steps and strategies to grow and scale e-commerce businesses. Uh, she's spent about 20 years in retail, owning her own multi-six-figure brick-and-mortar boutique, uh, and three years as the only employee of a seven-figure e-commerce store. Now she's sharing everything she's learned the hard way, so you don't have to. Um, so... Uh, First up, we've got, um, we want to explore how Q4 is different from other periods of the year, um, probably particularly this year. So, um, Jessica, do you, want to, do you want to kick us off with um, some insights around uh, messaging this Q4? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Will. So, one of the first things that I like to remind, you know, my clients and my audience is, that behavior, our customer behavior is changing during Q4 because we're not only shopping for ourselves, though I will say Black Friday weekend, we're usually all shopping for ourselves. And the, the gift giving season doesn't really start until early December. But when you are thinking about how you're going to approach the conversation with your customers in email marketing for Q4 is that they don't buy products, right? And this is really true all year long, but I think we kind of forget this. They don't buy products. They buy solutions or status or joy or confidence. So remember that there's a human on the other side of that email and try and connect with them on a more personal level through storytelling and don't just show up trying to sell your product all the time. Build that relationship and sell to them through what they are looking for, right? It's not what you need as the business. It's what your product can do for them. That's my biggest tip there. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the sales are great. The discounts are great. That's what everyone's looking for. But you still actually got to, you've got to persuade them it's the right product and they actually need right. it. 
right. Yep. Um, so Chase, um, uh, what about the, the kind of build-up um, to, to this period, so especially to that kind of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, so launching promotions, maybe the runway? Uh, how, how would you approach that? Yeah, so setting yourself up for success early really is the key that we found with all of our clients. So rather than waiting until November when it's going to be too late to prepare, you really have to start now, right? So at the time of this, we're at the end of Q3. So right now and then early Q4 is really when you focus on increasing your segment size, making sure that you're testing your offers, really getting creative with deliverability. So I went into it a little bit in my presentation, I think yesterday, but we, we do a couple things at our agency to get people kind of ready with deliverability. So we want to increase our segment size and our audience size. So we're basically asking people to kind of whitelist us and we're offering them some kind of special incentive or offer to actually do such. So by getting them to star our emails or move us from like the promotions to the primary or even getting them to click or reply, we're kind of testing things right now where we're saying we're dropping a limited quantity of supplies. You're going to want to be the first to know about this because we're going to sell it pretty quickly. Make sure you have notifications on. Make sure you do these steps so that we show up on time. So we're getting kind of creative with deliverability ahead of time. We're also really focused on determining kind of the right incentives right now. So in the months leading up to Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, we want to test different offers, whether it's uh, $10 versus 10%, whether it's running some kind of tiered discounts where the more people spend with us, the more of a discount they get. So that way we can increase and run up the AOV, which stands for the average order value. And here, kind of going forward, we can then say, you know, our client A does better with a percentage off or our client B does better with a dollar off or these clients are incentivized to spend more by getting a higher percentage off over time. So that's kind of like the pre-prep. And then in terms of like the creative and the strategy for actually pre-Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, which is where we're at right now, you know, campaigns are going to start teasing kind of upcoming sales, getting really people hyped and excited, um, really focusing on getting them to ultimately engage. Uh, that way we can, again, extend our kind of segment that we're hitting um, and we want our automations and our flows as we get closer to be a little bit more oriented towards Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So we want the language to be in our abandonment series around, hey, you know, great stuff is coming. Um, big deals are coming. You might want to buy this now. So that way it doesn't sell out, those types of things. And then we're obviously going to want to change the pop-up and the relevant offers on forms to make sure that they're congruent and kind of in alignment and getting people pumped about what's to come. Yeah, cool. So yeah, building up that engagement in the uh, in the lead up to Black Friday, Cyber Monday to improve that deliverability and give yourself the best chance of, uh, of really smashing the the actual event itself. Um, so with, with that in mind, and I suppose given how busy Black Friday, Cyber Monday gets now, and the just the sheer amount of promotions you get in your inbox, would you would you recommend starting your sales maybe a bit earlier this year? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we're, we're starting to prepare, obviously, for everything right now. And in most cases, we're going to launch actually the, the first sale and the first offer around that Monday um, before Black Friday. So, you know, I, I don't know what the exact date is, right? But it's the Monday um, before the actual Cyber Monday. So one week ahead of Cyber Monday is when we're going to start kind of going pretty hard with the promotions. We're going to start teasing and leading up to it in the week and a few weeks before. But the actual sales are going to typically run from you know a Monday to a Monday or a Monday to a Tuesday, depending on if people extend and kind of prolong their, their Cyber Monday sales. So um, I think last year we did around the same time frame and time period as well. And we saw a lot of success doing it um, one week early. And we typically did a daily campaign, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later during that period of time. Okay, great. Um, I want to just move on a little bit. Um, Ritis, this this one's for you. Um, what has the what's been the impact of COVID on e-commerce, mm-hmm. and um, I suppose how how do you think it's going to affect this year's Q4 Black Friday Cyber Monday? Yeah, absolutely. There was and there is still an impact um, of COVID for e-commerce. So definitely kind of default uh, understanding is that it has boosted, COVID has boosted e-commerce sales, which is the case, absolutely. But what is what is important, What just following up a little bit to what um, Chase said, that what we saw among our customer base that uh, 
previous year in comparison to 2019, what has changed that the traffic of emails, text messages has increased way earlier, not even one week before Black Friday, but the entire month of November was extremely active, I would say, in comparison to 2019. So in 2019, there was more really focused around, uh, around the Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, all the communication. And uh, in 2020, it has been prolonged for an entire month. And in, even after the weekend, Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, it, it, was, it, it remained very active as well. So I assume that this year we're going to see something similar, that actually the activity throughout the entire month will be way higher. And like two weeks in advance, uh, pre-sales and then all those stuff, the communication will be there and the traffic will be increased and definitely will be extremely, extremely high uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, what is another angle which is important? It definitely, it will depend uh, on the situation, which will be with uh, lockdowns and uh, how many cases globally will be. What we spotted this summer, that there was a quite significant drop in 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 commerce sales among our customer base. So uh, we saw the drop uh, July and August in comparison to July and August 2020, almost by 20 to 25% in uh, in con- total conversions uh, among our customer base. So basically, basically that was impacted um, uh, by the fact that uh, globally uh, there was a relief a little bit in during during the summer and uh, like uh, lockdowns were removed and restrictions were removed etc and people were 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 um, going back to brick and mortars and uh, there are like a lot of statistics which show that like uh, food presence has increased significantly and that made an impact on e-commerce sales which dropped as I said by uh, like 20% among our customers base so I assume that it's 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 a trend which was happening to anyone who was who is selling online so that's definitely will to be defined i mean it will like if there will be again the increasing cases and delta or any other any other version of, of a covid virus will be circulating and if there will be lockdowns uh, depending on country or state where you are etc so uh definitely the e-commerce sales will be great if no uh so that could be worse in comparison to 2020 as some of the people will prefer getting back to brick and mortar stores yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because, you know, even though things have opened up again, um, people are back out there. I'm not sure if we'll see those massive crowds that we saw at brick and mortar. And I think people might stay stay online. But you're right, you know, compared to last year where there was lockdown, you know, maybe there will be a little drop, but um, I, I'd still expect it to be uh, a, a pretty good Pretty good, yeah, uh, of course. As I said, I mean, summer season there was a drop of of twenty percent. But of course, I mean, people will highly likely be avoiding crowded places. So maybe that's that's the case because uh, July or August usually is the month where you can you can enter uh, empty store and like you know experience touching things physically. But it's not the case for um, Black Friday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, given the recent updates with uh, you know iOS fifteen, um, how how would you best prepare for Black Friday Cyber Monday? Um, you know, especially with all the you know the new tracking issues that be uh, in place. Yeah, so uh, there was a keynote uh, that may be. So really, I, I I would like to invite everyone to uh, to 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 watch it and to watch recording. I believe it's going to be shared so, with everyone uh, who is registered for a conference. So I I, I was providing some uh, hints and, and tips how how to prepare. So probably kind of the the, the main the main thing which I would advise is really to uh, clean up your list now uh, as you still have your open data. That's that's one thing. And the second thing is really to start thinking. More on like uh, RFA model, recency, frequency, and, and monetary value model uh, about about your customers, and basically segment your customers, and uh, by those who are buying frequently, by those who are just a seasonal uh, visitors of ours. To what Jessica told, yeah, that people who, who will be buying uh, for not themselves, and maybe they are just buying from you once a year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, really, kind of segment and put put people into into different brackets and and, and play with that uh, a little bit as yeah opens will will open data will not be reliable anymore and uh, another uh, like a potential issue which will be as there will be no um, no geolocation 
uh, available. So we saw that like people, like businesses were using geolocation, especially around holiday season, because you can target, especially if you have both online and off- offline businesses and stores. So, so that was convenient to use that and drive some of the traffic to your brick and mortar stores as well. So this will not be available anymore. So definitely uh, marketers will have to find uh, creative ways to, uh, to, to forward their their customers to towards uh, like the right place or basically maybe just prefer uh, online selling as well uh, in the first place so yeah so uh the good thing though i uh, i i assume there will be no uh, negative impact uh, for sales overall yeah so although we will lose open data open rates data but definitely email will remain as one of the most effective channels during the holiday season i have no doubts yeah, yeah, I'm sure you're right. Um, Chase, Jessica, did either of you want to add anything to that? I think you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, with yeah, that case, I would, uh, one sorry. thing, Will, sorry, just one thing I want to make sure that we remember is that just means we have to start collecting more first-party data. So if geolocation is important to you, then you need to start getting people to tell you where they are. Um, Whatever you were kind of using that data for, you just need to get it attached to your customers' profiles now. Yeah, very good note. And and maybe just even on top to that is really... uh, Holiday season means that the traffic to your website, to your online store, will be increased highly likely, a lot. So use this opportunity to grow your subscriber list, email, SMS, subscriber list, because the traffic will be increased. So use tactics to convert them, pop-ups, uh, incentives, etc. Because usually what happens around like 2 to 3% of your traffic is converting to uh, like real transaction, to the purchase. And uh, you can double this uh, another 3% could subscribe to your newsletters, subscribe to your SMS communication. So it's really where you can benefit a lot uh, from the increased traffic. So please do that. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite uh, method for capturing emails? Pop-up is the most effective. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know, pop-up with incentive. Just my advice would be that incentive has to be related to the business you do because I still sometimes see that, you know, I'm selling shoes, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm making a lottery with iPad. So people are subscribing not because they like my shoes, but because they are willing to <laughs> to win an iPad. Yeah, so it's your yeah. own store's discount or, or the products you are selling actually should be incentives. Yeah, that's um. It used to be a huge thing on Facebook, didn't it? You know, to to drive likes on pages, that give away an iPad. It's completely irrelevant to the business. Um, Absolutely. Uh, cool. So, um, f- flows or campaigns. So obviously, flows account for a huge amount of conversion. You know, I, I see it with my clients as well. Uh, flows generate the majority of the money, um, but most people approach Black Friday, I think, from a more of a campaign point of view. So I guess, Chase, one for you probably. Um, do, you, do you approach these, uh, these events with, uh, do, do you build up flows for these sort of events or do you treat them as campaigns? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a or. I think it's an and, or I think you have to leverage both. I know I talked about before kind of the creative and kind of the content before uh, BFCM. So the content during really should approach both. Uh, so your campaign strategy really should become you know, more aggressive. So most brands are probably sending in the ballpark of like one to maybe three times per week in a typical month in a typical quarter. You know, I think people should go to daily, if not almost every single day. Um, so you definitely get more aggressive on campaigns. Those are going to be super critical in terms of driving a lot of revenue during this period of time. And then I also think the flows, you know, leverage the flows that you have, just update some of the language and the offers to be relevant to whatever is happening during that period of time. And I think you should be more aggressive with the timing and the delay on those. So typically, you know, say like an abandonment sequence, if we're doing like email one, you know, two to four hours later, and then a day later, and then two days later, right? If those are subsequent emails that people don't convert, I just think you basically cut those time periods in half, if not more, right? So that first email should go out like, you know, 15 minutes to like 30 minutes after someone abandons, right? And then the second email, if they don't convert, could go out, you know, as soon as like, you know, four to six hours or, you know, eight to 12 hours, right? And then the next email can go out a day. So 
I think you have to leverage both. And I just think you have to get a little bit more aggressive with the cadence and obviously the, the discounts. And I think, you know, customers have done this before, so used to and accustomed to this. And if you don't do this, you're going to be missing out on a lot of potential sales. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches, and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind Backups. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. You know, the, the customers are in a quite, a quite an aggressive buying mood at the time. So if, if you don't capture that sale, it's, it's quite likely they'll go elsewhere. So um yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, Ritis, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so I, yeah, so I completely agree to everything Chase just said. And uh, probably on top of that, so it's uh, if you don't use a lot of automations, it's a very, very good time to start using more because you will be super busy. Uh, it's one argument. Second argument, again, increased traffic, which is which is great. And uh, and it will stay after, even after the season. Yeah, maybe you're going to change uh, the, the frequency, maybe remove the aggressiveness uh, a little bit. Yeah, uh, on on those flows, but definitely. And um, as as, as will you mentioned at the very beginning, so uh, like from from our research, what do we see that? Uh, 2.4% of, of the traffic uh, generates 32% of uh, conversions. And this 2.4% is all automated email traffic. So uh, we see that conversion rates on automated emails are on average around four times higher in comparison to campaigns. So definitely that's the thing which you have to be leveraging. Another thing which I would say is especially good for uh, for, for a holiday season is really like a post-purchase uh automated sequences, which could help you to cross-sell and upsell. Uh, because again, there will be more, more transactions happening, so people are more ready to spend money, so upsell, cross-sell. And maybe if you are not utilizing it on a like, daily basis or like standard season, so holiday season, it will be very effective. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you know, you're using the campaigns to drive a lot of traffic to the website to get people's interest. And then those automated flows are going to pick up on all those people who had a look around the site or added something to cart and disappeared. 
and it's going to kind of mop up um, and, and really generate a lot of revenue for you. Uh, Jessica, did you did you have anything? Did you want to add? Yeah, just to reiterate what Chase said and make sure everyone was paying attention to increase your frequency because if you don't, you will get completely buried in the inbox and nobody will see your emails because everyone else is going to be increasing their frequency. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, what about segmentation? We, we talked a little, about it, a little bit about it earlier with um, uh, Ritz's mentioned RFM. So how, uh, Jessica, how would you approach uh, segmentation for Q4? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, segmentation is a huge buzzword. You will hear every email marketer mention it and talk about if you're not segmenting, then you're sending irrelevant messages to other people. And, you know, that's true to an extent, but I do caution you from like over segmenting and getting too micro with those because then you are potentially missing out opportunity. Because like I mentioned at the very beginning, you know, our customer behavior is changing. So just because this particular person only purchased from this particular category historically doesn't mean that that's how they're going to purchase in Q4. So instead of getting really granular with the type of product they buy and that sort of thing, instead focus on where they're at in their journey with you. So are they a VIP customer who shops with you often and spends a lot of money? What can you do special for them? Are you giving them early access for your Black Friday sale? Are they getting first dibs on some holiday-specific merchandise that you have? And then you have those people who maybe still haven't purchased from you yet, right? But they're always engaging with their emails and they just haven't pulled the trigger. So maybe now right before we get into the thick of it all, maybe now is the perfect time to create some special messaging for them to get them to make that first purchase with you. So ultimately, and we could, you know, I could spend all day talking about just that, but think about where they are in the journey with you as a business versus what is it that they usually buy. And if you lean into you know, what do they need to hear right now at that point in time to make that conversion? Remember, it's a human on the other side of that email, right? And you'll be a lot more successful that way. And then you're not, you know, closing off the opportunity for them to buy stuff you never expected them to buy. Yeah, I think um, uh, when, you, when you say uh, kind of back off on the segmentation a bit almost, um, I think a lot of brands make the mistake of thinking, well, in that case, we'll just we'll just send the same message to everyone, <laughs> uh, and it tends to be uh, a very quick introduction to the email, and here's all our products, and here's all the discounts. Right. Bye um, for me. Bye for it, me. It, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you've still got to tell that story. You've still got to actually put that effort into persuading people that this is going to be a product that's going to solve a problem for them or or make their life better somehow. Um, yeah, um, uh, Ritis and, and Chase, uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, segmentation. So I would, I would just, you know, uh, the same RFM, which is, yeah, already mentioned a little bit. So recency frequency monitor value. So, I uh, it really is a follow up to what Jessica said. So this is the logic, how you can think about who is your best customer, who is your first run buyer. Yeah. If you put this RFM methodology, so it's really easy to nail and especially now when we will not we have opens as, as, as a metric. So RFM could be a, a potential methodology. How you think about your segments overall, yeah? Which is our best customers spending the most, which are my re returning customers, which are first-time buyers, and you approach them uh, a little bit differently. But I completely agree to what Jessica said, that over-segmenting is not what you should be doing uh, because people uh, are not behaving uh, as they usually do. But at the same time, I mean, if it's if it's your repeated buyer, if it's your best customer, so it doesn't matter if it's holiday season or midsummer, uh, this is your best customer. So Arafam is really really a methodology which I would encourage anyone to to start using, and especially in in the light of RS15 and the loss of opens as a metric. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And like Jessica said, um, you know, you can treat your VIPs really well, but you've also got the opportunity to say to all those people who have never purchased from you before, here is something special. 
Um, and, and maybe that is an exclusive offer or something just for new customers. Um, well, for first-time buyers, let's say, yeah, we usually yeah. know that it's 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 very important to get the second purchase. Otherwise, the probability of losing the customer for good is, is quite high. So, uh, really high, actually. So, so that's extremely important. So, you, you can treat them a little bit different and try to upsell during the same uh, or even get their second purchase uh, during the same holiday season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Chase, did you did you want to add anything? I guess the only few things I would add is I'm glad that Black Friday is 70 days away, right? Most of our clients and customers are hitting like a 90 or 120 day. So I'm glad that for Q4, we'll have a lot of this data. Obviously, you still have to segment, you still have to scrub and clean your list. But I'm just glad that Q4 is going to come during this period of time. And then outside of that, right, you know, kind of just doubling down on what points people said, VIPs are super important. Looking at people that are engaged or purchased over a certain period of window, looking at people that bought from you last Black Friday, last Cyber Monday, figuring out ways to kind of reignite those folks is kind of just a few things I'd mention. Yeah, cool. Um, moving off email, well, I guess we've not specifically focused on email, but um, SMS. Um, you know, I'm seeing SMS become a bit more popular recently. It gets mentioned a lot more. Um, so, uh, Ritis, what sort of what sort of trends are you seeing with SMS at the moment, and how? How important do you think SMS is going to be to this uh, this Q4? They will, and uh, they are becoming more and more popular. And uh, uh, what we see as a trend for 2021 seems like uh, we are not pace. I mean, among our customer base, that uh, an average uh, the average store is sending about three times more text messages than they used to send throughout 2020. So it seemed like in 2020, people or businesses, e-commerce businesses, start up uh, utilizing this channel, SMS as a channel. But definitely, as it's, again, opt-in channel and it's a retention channel, you have to collect phone numbers, etc. So it seems like the subscribers list are really growing and therefore businesses are sending more text messages. So it's definitely becoming a bit more crowded as it was not the case one year ago. But, uh, but uh, at the same time, what do we see that... Uh, uh, 90% of uh, text messages are being read within three first three minutes. What does that mean? Especially for holiday season and for flash sales, or so the best offers is really great tactic to to be used. Yeah, to create the urgency, to create the urgency uh, feeling, and to use uh, for flash sales or something like this. So that's what I would advise to use. And uh, what do we see, like from statistics as well, a little bit to share from from our searches, like. Um, SMS, uh, yeah, this year is according to 11% click-through rate and 2.4 conversion rate. So it's it's really it's really good and ROI is still really good. Uh, what I would suggest is really not to look at SMS as just something standalone, but really look at uh, different channels uh, in combination. Yeah, so they have to be combined. If it's automations on single flow, you put. Text ma- email, text message, web, web push notifications. So the same with campaigns. Yeah, let's say you you send the email campaign and you do a follow up through text message. Check out your inbox. There is something special there for you, just for you, because you are our best customers or because you are first time buyers for us, etc. So combine those two channels, be creative with that, and definitely um, text messages will be playing an important role uh, during this holiday season. And use <clears throat> and the to what uh, like Chase said about email, that get ready with campaigns earlier. So the same with text messages. Because what we saw in 2020 and 2019, so there is a massive spike during the Friday itself. But I would really suggest using this channel even before and then start teasing your customers a little bit or uh, do running some pre-sales or maybe as I said like flash sales. The best price could could come like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday before before the Black Friday just for your best customers through the SMS channel. Let's say. Yeah. Um- I, I think SMS is great. I've used it a lot. Um, I suppose one thing that I, I would probably add to that is um, I think it's really good to to kind of warm it up a bit and maybe get some of the SMS campaigns out a bit earlier because what I've found is uh, if if you are sending out large volumes and, you know, in, in this case it was millions, um, it creates a bit of a backlog with SMS. Um, so it actually uh, means the, the SMS providers, senders, uh, actually struggle to send them out. So if you've then got all your competitors sending SMS as well on Black Friday, um, there is the risk that those messages might take quite a while to go through. 
So yeah, I would think about maybe some campaigns earlier in the week or the week before, and then but then get them into those uh, those automated flows. That's correct. And to follow to what we already discussed, uh, it's a great season to collect and to get subscribers. And subscriber is not only email subscriber. Subscriber is multi-channel subscriber. SMS is another channel. Web push notifications is a third effective channel. So use this opportunity to invite your visitors and customers to to opt in. Yeah. Um, Jessica, did you wanna did you wanna add a thing on SMS? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the questions that I get all the time is, you know, should I be doing SMS in my business? And the question is, it depends. Well, the answer is it depends, right? So if you think about who actually uses SMS, like who that consumer base is, depending upon your customer, it may not be the right fit for you. But the only way you're going to know for sure is if you put up a sign-up form and test it out. So if you are one of those people who aren't sure, just add it as a second step on your email sign-up pop-up. Like I wouldn't necessarily put it on the first page because that may keep them from signing up for email, right? And we don't want to do that. Make it that second step. And then start testing it out and see what happens. So I've worked with a couple of clients. Both of them have a much older customer base. One of them, people were signing up for SMS like crazy. And the other one, it was total cricket. So you just don't know. And to really think about SMS as notifications, right? You're not really building a relationship with people through SMS because you can't send long messages. Otherwise, they break out into, you know, three or four text messages, which is super annoying to the customer. Um, so be mindful of, you know, what you're putting in there. And, you know, like Rita said before, hey, go check your email to see this. Or if you send them an abandoned car and they don't open that or they don't click that, then go send them that SMS to remind them, hey, you have this too. So those are kind of my, my little quick tips there. I, I definitely I can speak from experience. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> worth paying attention to your character limits, and uh, and yeah. also knowing how much SMS costs in different countries. Very important. <laughs> um, I just want to quickly touch uh, on. The, the, just well, doesn't matter how it costs. ROI is positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. If you get the ROI, so, um, yeah. So the charge fair. could be could be like bigger but I mean if you really have a proper list of subscribers which are your real customers so you will get a positive ROI yeah any country um, I just want to quickly touch on on uh, kind of emails without open rates right because obviously we're, we're kind of losing open rates and and how it's similar to SMS because with SMS you don't get open rates do you um, so Ritus have you got anything to that you wanted to mention about that yeah, so definitely. So the the main thing you're gonna jump to uh, other metrics, uh, more 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 engagement metrics like clicks, uh, like uh, conversions, and uh, and really analyze by that. So probably like the clicks is becoming the primary metric. Uh, so what I would advise here, just to to finally like once you still have your opens and clicks data, you can you can measure uh, what is what is actually the percentage in order for you, uh, the, the transition period will be easier for you if you would understand, okay, my my open, average open uh, rate was whatever, let's take 15%, yeah, and my average click rate was 5% from the email sent. So I know it's a ratio one to three. So it's kind of a proxy metric, which uh, before you really fully get used to to, to relying on clicks and and, and and, and transactions as of a primary metrics, it, it will help you to, to navigate and understand how your campaign is doing. Just, I know, but ratio is one to three because it historically was. So if I'm not screwed anything too much, so I can assume that uh, it's more or less the same. So that's probably would be a piece of advice which would help you in upcoming months to, uh, to, 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 to navigate the change. Yeah, cool. Um, I realize we're, we're coming to the end. So just want to do a kind of a quick fire round of what is your, your last piece of advice about email for Q4? Um, Chase, do you want to go first? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I guess for me, I'd wrap it up as like BFCM, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, really is the season of acquisition. So brands can drive obviously a significant amount of revenue compared to other holidays and other periods of time. However, that doesn't mean you're going to be the most profitable so you're going to acquire a lot of great customers, a lot of new customers. That's awesome. But your goal really needs to be to nurture and kind of educate these folks in the aftermath. So that way, 
in Q1 and onward into 2022, you can kind of convert these people time and time again, and you're going to make up for that profitability on all of those repeat purchases. So um, acquire as many people as you can, as close to as profitably as you can. But if you're at break even or a little bit of loss, but you know your numbers to back out later, um, you know it might not be a bad thing to kind of just double down and try to get as many people through the door. Yeah, yeah, cool, great advice. Uh, Ritis? Yeah, so I had a very similar one. So just, you know, <laughs> uh, just maybe in other words, but uh, but yeah, it's not only about, you know, earning money there, but but uh, getting ready uh, getting ready for future periods as well. As we already touched that, you know, the traffic will be increased. So grow your subscribers list always. Use this opportunity to that. And, uh, and probably another thing is what we have discussed and touched it, uh, as well. So just, just have in mind that it's not only about that weekend. It's, uh, it's like before and after. That's what you have to prepare for and that's what you have to uh, run campaigns. And probably the last piece of advice, again, from what we already talked, if you use only one automation or no automation, so it's very great period to start using way more automations than you yeah. used up yeah, until cool. the season. Yeah, uh, cool. And Jessica? Yeah, for sure. So I was also going to kind of touch on those same things, but I'll change mine. And, <laughs> and that is like, just don't forget to lean into email, right? I find in a lot of cases, email is often like the last thing that we think about. Um, so I just encourage you to shift your thinking and really spend the time to plan it out and put the effort in and keep your eyes on the metrics so that you can pivot as you go throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, it's fantastic advice from everyone there. Um, great. I think, uh, I, th I think that's the end. So um, thank you so much guys. That's been absolutely amazing advice. I, I hope everyone's uh, going to take something away from that. Um, uh, obviously we're really grateful for the support and, part and partnership of our partners. Um, thank you all for making this uh, event a great success. We've got um, our gold partners as well. So PostScript, uh, who make SMS for e-commerce easy. You can automate your SMS marketing uh, at postscript.io. Uh, and we've got Recarts, uh, so you can sell, uh, sell more through Facebook Messenger marketing. So you can reduce uh, abandoned carts by using Facebook, uh, Facebook Messenger. Uh, you can visit them at recarts.com. Uh, we've got our silver partners as well. So we've got OmniSend. So increase your sales, not your workload. Uh, take the shortcut to revenue growth uh, at omnisend.com. Bolt, uh, connecting retailers and millions of shoppers in a unified network. Uh, your shoppers are just one click away uh, at bolt.com. And BeProfit, uh, get all your e-commerce profits at a glance. Track all your expenses at beprofit.com. Thank you and join us for our next session on your influencer marketing playbook to crush this BFCM by Taylor Legace, uh, CEO of Kindship, Kindship at uh, uh, 13, 20 hours or 18, 20 hours. Uh, depending on East Coast or, or BST. Uh, in the meantime, uh, in the meanwhile, take a journey through the exhibition for an exciting engagement with our partners. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it. Answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.